back to another episode of Wealth and Christ Podcast, a show where we inspire the masses to become financially free while building God's kingdom. On the podcast today, we have Mr. Preston Lightman. Mr. Preston Lightman is the CEO of Core Blue Construction. In addition, Mr. Preston specializes in teaching people how to make money with government contracts. In this podcast, we're going to discuss how Mr. Preston made $52,000 on his first government contract and how he has been consistent making money since. So thank you for being here, Mr. Preston Lightman. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. How are you doing today? I'm living the dream. I'm living the dream. I'm just blessed to be on this side of the dirt. So anytime I wake up this morning, the Lord gives me another breath, another opportunity. Hey, I'm taking full advantage of it. So I'm living the dream. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's definitely great. So how did yeah. you get started, you know, in government contracting? Okay, how I got started in government contracting. Uh, back in 2015, um, I suffered, I had an aneurysm. Um, I, I had a bleeding in the brain and, uh, and it put me on my back for about two months. Um, so in that two months, uh, the doctor had me on bed rest. So while I was on bed rest, I, I was just watching TV and I found this movie called War Dogs. And when I was watching this movie called War Dogs about these guys that were selling guns to the government, they were actually like the middleman selling guns to the government. And I thought to myself, wow, I wonder if they got this to do, got anything, if I can do this with construction. Because my background was in construction. I was a roofing contractor uh, before I had my aneurysm. So I said, well, man, I wonder if I can take this business to the government and be a middleman doing construction because I was on my back and I really couldn't do much. But I, what I could do is fill out some contracts and some bids and submit it at home. So that's how I got into being a national federal government contractor was just simply at home watching this movie called War Dogs. And, um, and I thought I can just do it with construction and it worked. I was able to get some bids from the government, win some bids from the government, find a company that can perform the work. And I was the middleman. I was able to uh, prosper um, uh, doing that. So, but that's how I got started, just watching a movie called War Dogs. <laughs> wow, that, 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 is, that is well said. And that's definitely great. And yeah. I'm sure, you know, even though you watched the movie, you had to, you know, find some resource, you know, so what was some resource that you utilize or you teach people to, for them to get started in government contracting? So research, okay, uh, that, that's a good question. What I did, um, when, I, when a doctor gave me the release where I was able to move around and drive and all that, um, I went to a roofing conference. And at that roofing conference, I met a gentleman there that was teaching how to, you know, bid and win federal government contracts. It was an older guy, um, and he said he retired from doing it. And so I took his class. It was a three-day class I took, and he taught me everything from A to Z. He was my mentor for about two years, and he taught me everything I need to know about winning and doing federal government contracts. So he was he was basically my research he, because he taught me everything I need to know from A to Z. And, uh, and I was like one of his number one students. 
because I was winning contracts left and right. Um, and, and, and I always tell people, um, you can do a lot of research, but what I found out is that I took action. I just didn't sit on the sidelines. I didn't, I didn't think too hard about it. I didn't, I didn't do, I didn't do a lot of research, but just from the teachings that he gave me and what he taught me, uh, because like I said, he's been doing this since the seventies. So he didn't make all the money that he could make in doing it. But, um, so I got a wealth of knowledge from him and it was able, and that's how I was able to win so many government contracts. But I always tell people, you know, you can do, do your homework, do your research, but get a mentor because the mentor will help you uh, get to the next level. Um, because yeah, you can do a lot of research on Google and um, Yahoo and all that, but it's easier if you get a mentor and that way mentoring will take you to the next level. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad you definitely mentioned that. And a quick, I think we can definitely um, dive into a quick conversation about mindset. Um, you know, oftentimes people, you know, whether it's government contract or whatever business is it, or whatever the thing is, they usually have a hard time to get so focused on, you know, the information that I have to learn this and that, you know, so what gave you like, you know, I guess the confidence, the green light, okay, I learned this, I'm going to try it, the worst that can happen, absolutely, you know, learn that, take that as a lesson. So what made you just go once you got that information? Okay, now... One thing, uh, your shirt is very powerful. It's a very, very powerful statement. Wealth in Christ. So my first thing, I had, I, I spent many nights <laughs> on my knees praying to the Lord. Lord, give me the vision. Give me the inspiration. Give me the thoughts and the focus that I'm able to perform. Because by me having that injury and me taking time out for myself, the Lord put that opportunity in front of me. He closes doors, he opens doors as well. So first I said, okay, let me get my mind right. Let me say, okay, Lord, you put this in my mind. And I tell people the mind is a powerful thing. So if you able to uh, believe it, you can achieve it. But first thing I, I started on my knees and I prayed to the Lord to give me Give me all, all what I need to be successful in this. So by me doing that, I was getting my mind prepared. I was getting my mind re ready. So that's what I first started off getting my mindset. Then the other thing I did to get my mind ready is I start reading some books on not, on not just federal government contract work. I read books on how to, do, how to be a good communicator. Uh, I read uh, other books on how to negotiate. A lot of times people think being a federal government contractor is about learning the steps and the processes and all that. That's good to know, but you also, the most important thing is to have your mind right and prepared. Because if I didn't have my mind right and prepared, I would have gave up a long time ago. Because a lot of times people think this is, you jump in, you make a wealth of money, and then uh, you set. No, you got to have your mind right because you might not win the first contract. You might not win the second or third or the fourth, but you eventually will win one, but it's going to take a little time. 
But if you don't have your mind right, you're going to stop. You're going to give up. So you must have your mind prepared. You must have your mind ready. You must be around positive people. And that was one thing that I did learn. I, let, I listened to a lot of positive information and positive affirmations. I put all that in my head to get my mind right and get prepared. And I had to really believe that I was going to win a government contract. And how I can say it, how I did it, like I said, I stayed on my knees praying to the Lord, give, make, make sure he gives me the strength and the belief that I can do it. And then I took action, which is I read different books. I listened to different CDs on, like I said, motivation and, and, and uh, inspiration. And also I, I, I listened to positive people as well. And that way, I was able to land my first government contract within a month and a half. But you're right. But the first thing I always recommend people um, is, is, is get with your Lord and Savior, and he would direct your path. And wealth in Christ, that's what did it for me. Because I was in Christ, and when you're in Christ, good things will start to, 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 to come out and, and, and uh, that would take you to the next level. So I love your shirt right there. But that's, that's how I got my mind prepared and got it set to start being a federal government contractor. Oh, that, that's, that is definitely well said. Um, that is definitely well said. I guess to add on to that, you know, you say it took you a month to land your government, your first government contract, you know, what, you know, what were some steps, you know, some steps besides getting your mindset ready, you know, besides getting mentors that you were doing, uh, like, how did you go about finding your first government contract? You know, what website did you go on um, to get in? How do you know, okay, this is the bid I should put in? Okay, yes. Yeah. Uh, now, my steps were simply going, you, well, the first step, you got to, you got to get some bidding opportunities. So you can go to sam.gov uh, to, to find different bidding opportunities. Um, sam.gov, have you can bid on everything, everything that we need, the government needs, whether it's toothpaste, whether it's putting in carpet, whether it's windows, uh, whether it's clothes, glasses, uh, cups, whatever. The government needs it. And you go to sam.gov and you can bid on just about everything. So, but what my mentor had did, he actually had a system where he only sent me construction leads. Um, so when I was, so the first step was, was first bidding on the government contract. So you need the leads to bid on. Uh, like yeah. I said, you go to and you can bid on there, but he actually gave us construction leads only. So the first thing I did was go through the list found all the opportunities that I wanted to bid on. Once you come my computer, printed out the solicitations and uses like three pages that, that you got to print out to turn bids in. So I printed out um, about six of them. So I was, I was bidding on maybe one or two a day. And then I stepped my game up and I started bidding on at least five a day. So I'll print all my five bids out for, for, that, for that morning. I fill them out. And then I email them to the federal government contract, uh, to, excuse me, I email them to the, um, the, uh, the CEO, the contracting officer. So I'll send them to the contracting officer and, and I just simply wait for a reply. Now, some people who, who bid 
uh, federal government, con government contractors, what they do, they'll get the solicitation and they'll look on there. And when I say solicitation, it's basically a, uh, a document where they tell you wh what they want. Uh, what does the government want? What materials they want? Where the job is located? So forth. So that's basically what's in the solicitation. So I'll take that solicitation and and I just fill out the bid and turn it in. But most people, what they do, they'll get the solicitation and before they turn the bid in, they go out and find a contractor to perform the work, um, which takes time. You know, uh, if you're trying to go out and find contracts to perform the work, you know, it could take uh, a whole day just trying to find a contractor to give you a bid, or it may even run into two or three days. But I always tell people, why are you going through all those steps? Uh, turn the bid in, let the government call you back first, and then you go out and do those steps. So that's what I do because I've been on a lot of no risk contracts. Uh, they're called RFQ. So I've been on a lot of RFQ contracts because they're no risk. I can turn, I, one, I can accept the contract, I can turn it down, I can negotiate with it, or my, my favorite one, I can stall. So I build a government contract, I turn it in, the government calls me back, hey Preston, we want you to do the job. Hold on government, can you give me at least 48 hours? And I'll call you back to let you know that I'll, if I'm going to accept this contract or not. You caught me at a bad time. No problem, Preston. We gave you, we gave you 48 hours. Hang up. Now I go ahead and call the subcontractors for them to give me a price to make sure that I have a good spread. So if I bid at 200000 on the contract, and, and if I find a contractor that can do it for 100 oh, that's a good enough spread for me. I can make some money that way. Now, if I bid two hundred thousand, and then the, the the contractor called me back and say I can do it for one ninety, that's not enough spread. Uh, and if I find another contractor that say the same thing, I'm like that's not enough money. You know, I'll call the government back. I'm sorry, I'm not going to set this contract. Or two hundred thousand, and somebody and a guy say hundred, call the government back. I'll accept this contract. <laughs> that's a hundred thousand dollars. You know, and all the contracts that I've been on, if I'm not making more than fifty thousand profit, I do not, I do not accept it. So, um, but that's those are that's the steps that I take. I just simply go on the go on my uh, lead database, and I I I bid at least five contracts a day, and I wait for the government to call me back. If they call me back, then I go ahead and pursue looking for my sub to give me a price to make sure I will be able to make some money with this government contract. Uh, but like, I'm not doing what most people do. That's why I can win a lot of government contracts because most people, what they do, they go ahead and look for the subcontractor to give them a quote first before they even turn the bid. So while they're doing that, they may turn in one or two bids a week. I'm turning in 10 to 15 bids a week. So my chances go way up for winning government contracts. Uh, those that, that, <laughs> that, that, definitely, that definitely makes sense. And it's almost like, you know, the way you explain it is very similar to like the current market in real estate. Um, you know, people always looking like, I need to get this and that. But by the time you do that, 
someone who may not even have the money or even have the cash, they may put in an offer. And by the time you come, and, you know, with your contract and with your agent, that house is already going. So, um, so definitely, yep. I definitely like that process. And I want to ask, you know, I'm, I know before you even you even get a chance to speak to the government, you know, even give you a contract, there's certain things that you as an individual have to do and make sure that, you know, you're in good standard before the, um, the government gives you business. So can you quickly talk about those different requirements that the government um, needs from a person or individual before they even consider you for a contract? Yes. Uh, before you even consider for a contract, you, you must uh, you must register with SAM.gov. So you must have an LLC, you must have your EIN number, and you must have your case code. So uh, the, the, the first thing you must do, you must have your business set up. Now, do you have to have an LLC? No, you don't. I will highly suggest you have an LLC for your protection. So, but the first thing I would do is have your LLC EIN number and then you must register with SAMS. And when you register with SAMS, they will give you what's called a cage code, uh, which uh, tells what, cop, what type of business you are. So, and then, then you get to pick your, um, um, your, your, uh, your, your, your field of interest that you wanna be in. So, the first thing you must do, must do is register with SAMS. Once you register with SAMS, you get your case code. Now you're able to bid uh, on federal government contracts, but that's the first step. Uh, now, some people, um, some people, you know, are scared of government. You know, they they um, think, oh, oh, I owe taxes. I'm not going to be able to bid. Now, which which is true. Now, if you if you if you're delinquent on your taxes, uh, yeah, you, you may not be able to be registered with SAMS. You probably won't get it. And then I get some, some people, uh, so I always tell people, clear up your taxes if you do. Now, it depends on how delinquent you are, but most of the time, um, uh, you, can still, you can still be it, but it's going to be hard. So I always tell people, just clear up your taxes. That way, you don't, you don't owe anything. I get another. I get somebody else to say, uh, "Well, I have a, I have a record. I have a criminal record. You know, would I be able to, to do this business? Yes, you can. If you have a criminal record, you you are you are able to bid um, for government contracts. So don't let that be a deterrent because you got to remember, they're dealing with your company. Now, not they're not dealing with you individually." They're dealing with you as a company. So I, I tell people, you know, have, don't worry about that. You just make sure that uh, the main thing that the government looks for is will you be able to solve their problem? That's what the government is looking for. Will you be able to solve their problem? And most of the times that the government is putting bids out is because they have a problem. Uh, let me give you one for example. Uh, I had one where the the roof was leaking, and it was leaking on the on the desk of one of their workers, and so that stopped production for the office because that water was coming through leaking on the desk. You know they can't nobody can work with water st steady dripping on the desk, 
uh, it messes up the paperwork and uh, you got computers and stuff like that. Uh, so they, they said, hey, they called their, their, uh, their, their um, contracting officer and said, hey, we have a leak. We need you to take care of this because if not, I'm not going to be able to function while I'm working. So they immediately call their upper line and say, hey, we need a new roof put on this building. So, you know, they go to Congress, Congress looks over uh, what they say, then they get an engineer to draw up the plans and the specs of the job or what type of material they gonna wanna get on there. And then, and then they put it out for bid. But you, gotta, you see, that's the problem. If the government has, if, if they have a lease coming out and stop production, that's a problem. So what I do, I come in and solve their problem. I come in there, I build and I say, hey, I'm gonna solve your solve your leaking issue. And we're gonna put the best material up there and we go do we go do it in a timely manner as well. Uh, so I'm creating value within my company to win this contract. And so when I do it quickly, because I understand they got a leak coming in. So we gotta stop that leak quick. You know, it's not like I'm painting a building, you know, that's just like a, a, a beauty. Uh, thing, but this is a leak which is stopping production. So, uh, so I go in there with my value and I say, look, I'm gonna commit, commit uh, complete this project in a timely manner. Not only that, I'm gonna put a tarpaulin here to stop it temporarily from leaking. So I'm giving them value. So when I win that government contract and I, I perform the work, now the government gets their people back in that office and they're now they're working. So I always tell people, what you're really doing, you're solving a problem. So, um, uh, so, so that's that's why I love it. And I, and and, uh, but those are those are some things that you need before you can start bidding uh, with the uh, government contract. Because, like I said, you're solving problems. So it's, it's, they're not doing background checks on you. Uh, uh, well, now, of course you. you you know, when you register with Sam, you can't, uh, of course, you can't be a, a killer or nothing like that. They're not, they're not going to accept that. But, uh, but you know, uh, most felonies, you, you're still able to um, bid with the government and do government work. But those are the okay. steps. Register with Sam's. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's great. So, you know, you register your business. Um you do all the necessary, I guess, requirement. Uh, so in yours, I guess, the way you explain, now you go for bidding, right? Yes. Um, so my question is, you know, when you're bidding contracts, how do you go about bidding? Like, do you usually just try to like overbid then, you know, you know, to then to leave room for negotiate or you just go at a price that you, I guess, you feel comfortable at that moment. And I know you say, you know, you want to make sure you have 50,000, but I'm sure it's a strategy to make sure you get that 50,000 from every government contract. Yeah, okay, yes. Oh, awesome question, awesome. I, I get this question a lot. <laughs> All right, now the government, when they send, send out their solicitations for you to bid on, most of the time they're gonna tell you, this is why I love government contracting because most of the time they gonna tell you what their budget is. How many times have you, you know, uh, has somebody come do some work in your, at your house and you say, hey, I need you to paint my, my rooms in my house and you're not going to tell them what your budget is. <laughs> the contractor, he's not going to say, 
okay, what's your budget? You know, and you're not going to tell them. You know? But with the government, they're going to tell you what their budget is. They're going to say, hey, our budget is between 100 and 250,000. Give me your bid. So I always tell, I always tell uh, my students, I said, if they tell you a bid, you know, they have a budget of 100 and 250,000, what are you going to put your bid in as? Some people answer incorrectly. They say, oh, 100 to 250, or uh, I'm going I'm to tell them, um, 150,000, you know, <laughs> I get a lot of people who, who say low bids and I'm like, they're telling you they have $250,000. That's their max. Uh -huh. So put a low bid in. Oh, just so I can win the government contract. No, I, I tell people we're not in this to be saving the government money. We're not in this just to win a government contract. We in this to make money. So you want to bid as close to that 250 as you can. Yes, there may be a competitor out there that may bid lower than you, but they may bid lower than you because maybe they have somebody that's going to perform the work. You don't have anybody to perform the, to perform the work. You actually subbing it out. So you don't want to bid a contract just to win it and say, oh, man, I made $5,000 off this contract. Uh, to me, that's not that's 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 not enough money. I said it got. I, if you go win some, make sure of some money, fifty and above, because they are they are contracts out there. So how I the only how, way I you know I put if they tell me it's two hundred fifty, I'm bidding maybe two forty or uh, uh, or I may do two forty five two two you know I may go up to two forty five. So I, I may give it like a five thousand dollar where it is, you know, I'm saving them five thousand. Uh, so I might be it like that, but I don't never lower my bid. But the question that you ask is how I know that it's enough money in there. Uh, so when I put the bid out, like I said, I'm gonna use the star tech. When they call me up, I'm gonna say government. Give me 48 hours and I'm gonna call you back and let you know I'm gonna set this contract or not. And what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna get on the phone with a uh, subcontractor or a company in that area to give me a price. And I'm actually I'm gonna get about two or three, give me a price, and usually I pick out the best one. Uh, so when they give me a price, like I said, if it's in between that spread and I'm making 50 or above, I'm accepting that government contract. But initially i'm just putting bids out there i'm throwing numbers on there I, it's just numbers i'm making up out of my head you know that's that's just like i i i'll i'll say uh um this cup right here how much would you build this cup if i tell you this cup is worth uh um let's say this this cup is worth uh two hundred dollars between fifty dollars or two hundred thousand, two hundred, how much would you, how much would you bid on this cup for? You know, you, you know, oh man, it's, it's worth that much. Yeah, well, give me, I bid it to, you know, you go try to get close to that two hundred. You can. You just throwing a number out there. That's all I'm doing. I'm just throwing a number out there, and then I'm gonna wait until I get the government to call me back. And then I go out and make sure that that numbers go work for me. Oh,
That's that well said. That's well said. And a question I do, I definitely have to ask you know, is how do you go about, you know, partnering with these different contractors and making sure like they can actually complete the job because the job doesn't get done. You are liability uh, for it. So how do you go about evaluating the different contractors or different companies you do work with? Yes. Oh, hey, awesome question. Uh, there's this, there's this, this, there's this, free information called google <laughs> i love google <laughs> so all i do uh they, what i do i go to google and i'll type the address where the project is at and when you type the address where the project is at it's gonna it's gonna have on a, a search bar on google on google maps it'll say nearby and i click nearby and i put on there what whatever if it's if it's painting or roofing whatever i'm gonna put painting contractors local you know and it's gonna give me all the painting contractors in that area not only that it's also gonna tell me uh it's also gonna tell me some reviews on those painting contractors so i'm like okay and usually i pick the ones with the best reviews that's one way that i find my contractor i'm, I'm dropping some gems on you the second way and the most popular way I find very good contractors, what's better than word of mouth? <laughs> word of mouth, that's how I find my good contractors. So like I said, the government is going to tell you exactly what they want on their project. You know, like I said, you have engineers writing these up, you know. Engineers are very detailed. They go tell you how many nails they want. They go tell you what type of nails they want. They go tell you uh, the type of material they want, what brand, what style. I mean, everything. What weight? I mean, they go tell you. They go have everything detailed on that solicitation. So all I do look at the solicitation. Oh, okay. Uh, you want Orange Corning, uh, or you want Sherman Williams paint, or what, whatever. And so I say, okay. Let me call the manufacturer. So I called a uh, manufacturer. Hey, manufacturer, I got this job. I need your. I need your best contractor who puts this stuff on. They got. They. <laughs> they call. They. Uh, they say, "Oh, call Paul. He's our best person. He buys the material all the time." Okay, good. Paul, I just got referred to you. They said you the number one guy that can do this job. And I mean, you need to, you need to pay this guy because he refers you, he pumped you up. So, and, and the guy, and Paul's like, oh man, okay. He's Paul sticking his chest out. Okay, yeah. What do you need? You know, that's that's one of my, my good suppliers. What do you need, Preston? <laughs> so I just became his friend just by name dropping. And, and I said, well, hold on, Paul, let me send this to you. And you just give me your best and fair price. So Paul, Send it to Paul. He's giving me his best and fair price, and he's doing it. He's doing it ASAP because he's he's referred from his top distributor. So, so all these guys is in cahoot all the time. They you know they selling. They always selling each other, and they networking each other. They go. These guys go to events with each other. You know. So when I, when I name drop, now these guys give me a good bid. And they give them to me quick. That way, I know what my spread is. But that's that's the two best ways 
of finding people that can fulfill their contract. Now that that's definitely great. And yeah. I'm, you know, based on this conversation so far, I'm assuming that do you? I guess my question. Let me ask so. Do you have like certain areas that you don't take contracts for, or you just take contracts all around all around America and you just look for people to do the job? Okay, okay, good question. Now, um, I was just mainly concentrating in the southern states uh, because I'm I'm in Georgia, so I just I just did all the southern states because they're quicker to get to and um, and like I said, I like going to all my all my job sites. I just like going there, meeting the uh, the uh, the government con the government's uh, uh, employees, and I like to see the job site, and I like to, to meet the subs one on one sometimes. Um, so I just do the southern states because they're quick to get to. Now the reason why I only did the southern states is because my daughters at the time they were in high school. And, uh, and I always like to be close to home uh, with my daughters. Uh, so now that they graduate, they're in college now. So now I, I do, I'm starting to look at contracts like on the West Coast, you know, uh, like Midwest to the, to the West, West Coast. Um, uh, but at first I stayed away from West Coast uh, bids because, you know, when you, if, you, if I got to fly to Vegas for a contract, you know, uh, that's a that's a long trip to get there on plane. Or if I had to travel to California, you know, that's a long trip. Uh, so I just mainly bid on contracts in the southern states, you know, uh, the southern area all the way up to East Coast. I, I'll go up to Virginia and uh, places like that, New Jersey, New York. I go up, I go places like that. Uh, so that's, those are all the contracts that I've been winning for winning is, is, is in the Southern States. And then the other thing too is um, my bonding, uh, because I didn't, I didn't do the, the bonding where I can win government contracts in the West Coast because uh, I was new at it. So my bonding only covers the Southern States anyway. It, anyway, is the Southern States. So now that I did perform contracts and stuff now i can get approved for the west coast now because they seen that i'm able to do the work and able to uh pay my bills on time pay my subs on time um and so now my bonding um can increase for my company now uh, and will you elaborate what is the bonding for those who may not understand yes a, a, a bond is for them to uh uh to make sure that you do the work uh, because if, if I don't perform the work, the government can call my bond and then the bond will cover anything that I messed up on or any delays because if, if they, if they get rid of me, then they can, they can, they'll have to put the solicitation out and that takes time and money and they'll, they'll go after my bond uh, to get, they'll get reimbursed from my bonding company. They won't have to get reimbursed from me if I walk away from the job. So uh, the bonding is, is to make sure that uh, me as a government contractor is going to perform the job correctly and not just walk away from the job. Like a, and almost it sounds like insurance, basically, that if you don't do it, that the government will still get their money. 
that's correct. They'll get their money. Yep. Yep. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. So we have, so when I'm walking through this whole process, you get your whole, um, you know, you meet the standards of the, the government, you then um, start bidding. Um, you know, you win, a, you win a bid, you find a contractor. Um, now the next thing, you know, I'm one that I want to ask is that, you know, once you have the contractor, you win the bid, how do you go about managing? You know, I know you say you, you stay around the, the, uh, the Southern state, but I'm sure, you know, you have to be mindful, like how long each project is going to take, you know, how often you're going to have to be out there. Um, so how do you go about managing that? Oh man, awesome question, man. You you, you man, you must have done this work before. <laughs> awesome question. Now that that's oh, and, and to go back, just to I just thought about something. It's called a performance bond. Just if anybody's listening to this, it's called a performance bond. That's what I got. So um, it's basically you 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 know, like I said, they want to make sure you perform the job that you sign that you want a contract for. So it's called a performance bond. Uh, now, the question about how do I manage these projects? Because 2020 alone during the pandemic, I won a bunch of them, you know, while everybody's sitting at home and, you know, uh, saying, saying, you know, what this virus is going to do, everything shutting down. I still was winning government contracts. <laughs> I still was traveling. It's a lot of time I was on an airplane by myself. <laughs> uh, I mean, literally in the airport on the airplane by myself because nobody was going anywhere. Uh, but one thing I always tell people: the government don't shut down just because of the pandemic. The government still works. They don't. They don't shut down. They if, if they still have problems, they still want these problems fixed. So this is uh, what you call recession-proof business. But now how I perform, how, how I was able to perform all those government contracts, I always hire a foreman. I hire a foreman in that local area. And most of the times these guys are retired um, and they're just looking for some extra work to do. So I find some, I find a foreman that can, all they do is sit on job site. And I usually look for somebody that has a little construction knowledge. They don't have to have half much, but as long as they have a little basic understanding of construction, I'm hiring. So I hire these foremen. All they do is sit on job site. They my eyes and ears. They take pictures. They take notes. They tell me when the sub, when the contractor comes in, when the contractor leaves. Uh, so they, they they update me if, if the if the government comes out asking questions, you know they they'll be able to answer it for for them and, or they'll refer them to me. So they my eyes and ears on this project from start to finish. Uh, so they give me reports daily. They give me daily reports. They'll email me pictures and they'll email me a daily report. So I I look over it. So if the case the government calls me, I'm able to uh, I'm able to look on look on the um, report and I'll be able to answer the question or if they have a question about something I'm, I have pictures for my foreman and I'm able to uh, answer the government what's going on so but hiring a um, hiring a um, a foreman uh, that works for my company because you have to have a percentage 
you know, sometimes people say, oh, I'm just going to sub out everything. No, sometimes the government is going to say, no, your company has to have some percentage of work you have to do as well. So yeah. the foreman, that's my part of my percentage right. that's going to be on site. So, yeah. That, so, that's smart. That, that, that is very smart um, to definitely have someone down there who can watch, send you pictures, keep you updated, um, yep. and keep an eye on the, the contractors. You know, I'm sure, you know, even though you have won so many contracts, you have also lost contracts. Um, so I want to quickly talk about, like, you know, how you deal, deal with losing contracts or losing bids um, and just still staying, you know, basically positive, still staying faithful to this process that yeah. you can get the next one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah. There. Oh, yeah. There's there's plenty of contracts that I that I that I lost. Plenty, plenty. Uh, and, and so that that's why I tell people when you bid contracts, bid to win some money. You know. You know. Because if you know, I, I uh, the other contractor, other contractor that won it, it was like ninety thousand. It was like ninety ninety two thousand in my pocket. That's in my pocket. So I'm able to sustain myself until I win another contract. Uh, uh, but if I want a contract and I only, and only put 5,000, 10,000 in my pocket, that's not gonna last very long until you win your next one. So you gotta have stuff in your pipeline. And you gotta, like I said, and when you win these contracts, you win them for big money. Okay, I can, I can wait. Uh, for another two months before I win another one now, you know, because I, I got, I, I got some money in my pocket. Um, so you just have to have your mind prepared for, for a lot of losses as well, because you're going to turn in a lot of bids. You're not going to win everyone, but you use that as a learning lesson as well. So when you lose these government contracts, build a relationship with the government. Say, hey, call them up. Hey, you know, can you explain to me why I didn't win this government contract? And they're gonna tell you why you didn't win. Some of them will, some of them won't. Some of them will just say, oh, you was you just your price was uh, was too high, you know. And but some of them you can build a relationship with, and some of them are are, are nice individuals. You got some nice people. That would say, well, man, press. If you would just uh, been a been a little bit lower, or if you would have uh, had a little bit more experience in this part, or if you would have put down, um, or if you would have sent in your um, uh, your capability statement, uh, or if your capability statement would have had like one more one more uh, job in this field you would have won, you know? And I said, okay. And so, uh, so I use, I use those losses as lessons on how to win another one. So, okay, they said, okay, if I have done this, okay, let me make this change. Or if I would have done, okay, let me make this change. I'm making those little tweaks and changes on why I didn't win the last one. So now I'm able to win that one. And then not only that, that same, person that you build a relationship with which happened to me before they go say well here Preston let me send you this one 
here, bid on this one instead because you have a, the qualifications to win this one. Here, let me see this one. Here, bid on this contract, and more likely you may you may win this one instead. So you got to take all those little less those little losses and just use them as lessons. But when because when you do that, you are able to win another contract. Uh, and like I said, it only takes one win to put you to the next level. Uh, but just make sure that win is well worth it. Don't I wouldn't bid on contracts like I said if I'm not making uh, 50 or above uh, because I know my next win may not come for another month later. So always prepare yourself to um, uh, the, the, just to take take L's. But you know it, it just it's just part of the uh, the learning lesson. But you just have to find ways to capitalize on that. And like I said, one way is calling the government and ask them, hey, why I didn't win? <laughs> or email them. You know, some people are scared to call the government. Well, send them an email. Hey, is any, could you give me a breakdown why I didn't win this government contract? You know, it's, it's community, like I said, it's communication and communication that you give is the response that you get. I always tell people, remember that. The communication that you give is the response that you get. So you must communicate uh, with the government and then they'll respond to you what you need to win. Uh, that, that is definitely well said. Um, and, you know, I guess, you know, I'll go back. You know, you mentioned earlier that you spent a lot of time praying um, for God to give you the resource, you know, give you the energy, you know, after suffering a brain aneurysm. Um, so it's leads me to like, you know, how has like your faith, like, you know, what, you know, how do you consistently stay grounded in God, you know, through the process, whether you wait in two or three months, you know, when you do get different business, you lose, like, if you can elaborate on that. Oh, okay. okay. You said, how, how, wait, repeat that question again one more time. You said, how do you. So I said, how do you continue to stay grounded, you know, through the process, you know, you talk about like how you lose a lot of contracts. Um, it may take two or three months before you actually win another contract. And, you know, you may have one big, you know, as human beings, we always want to get better. We always want to be on the winning side, but life is not always a straight, you know, straight path. So I'm saying, how do you stay grounded in your faith and not get distracted and still yeah. continue to trust God? Awesome, man. Awesome. And just like I said, when I had my aneurysm, it was almost, I was able to take time to spend more time in the word. And when you spend more time in the word, it uh, it lets you know what is very important in life. You know, uh, yes, I may, I'm making a comfortable living. Yes, that's that's fine. But at the same time, what, what really keeps me grounded uh, is, is, is helping somebody else along the journey along this path of life. Um, and so I'm able to, to inspire people, whether they want to get into government contracting, whether they want to, like you were saying earlier, get into real estate, whether they want to Turo, Airbnb, whatever, it, whatever their life desire is on this earth. Uh, if I can help them along that pathway by encouraging words or, uh, you know, some people I, I may I even gave funds to some people because they needed this to start their business. Uh, whatever it is along their path and journey in life, if I can make it easier for them, 
uh, that's what keeps me grounded uh, because I know that giving back and encouraging others to see, so others may see Christ in me, uh, that's what keeps me grounded. So I always, always uh, tell my daughters um, uh, in school, like I have my, my, one of my daughters, she's, um, she does track. Uh, she's in track and field. And she takes, she takes losses real hard. <laughs> and, and I got to let her know that everything that we do, we must bring glory to God. So even though you take an L's, you still can bring glory by keeping a smile on your face, by, by uh, the, for the person that's in first place, shake the hand, congratulate them, let them know they did, they did good. You wanna, I wanna be an inspiration unto somebody else. That's, that's, that's the main thing. Cause if I, like I said, when I had my aneurysm and I woke up out of that aneurysm cause I was out for about a day and a half. And when I woke up out of it, it quickly, I quickly realized how life is short and how mm. fast when you go to sleep, how fast you will wake up and see the Lord. You will see your maker. So, and, you, and, and, and one thing I, I firmly believe is that Christ is going to ask you, what did you do <laughs> along, yeah. along through your years of living on this earth? And, and one thing I want to say is that, you know, I was, uh, I was able to, to, to give back, to help somebody along the path. Um, and so I, I just, that's what keeps me grounded. Is I'm able I'm able to um, like I said help people along the journey in life because this is this is very important uh, for because lot everybody has a bad day a lot of people have hard times you know especially during this pandemic and and there's wars and stuff going on it, it's a lot going on people losing jobs uh, uh, people you know losing family members people are dying left and right now and. And, 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 and so if I can be an inspiration unto others, um, the, the helps my along the way. And, and, and like I say, every morning that I'm, I'm, I'm always reading the word every morning before I, I start and do anything. I'm, I'm a firm believer in that because that's, uh, that's what gives me strength to, to make it day by day. But that's what keeps me grounded. Yeah. And that's, that's well said and that's well saying you're right you know whatever we do here on this earth you know one day we're going to have to report it back to our maker and let him know you know what we did with the talent what we did with the resources that he gave us and yeah. being that said um you know you have a program i think you have a master class where you teach people about government contracting so how can people get involved in that and you can just elaborate a little bit more about the government contract and what people can expect in it Okay, awesome. Uh, yes, if if someone's able to, uh, I'm able. I, I do have my course. It's actually going to be released this weekend. Um, uh, it just I just finished my course. It's going to be released. I had I did pre sales so I have uh, six people who already purchased my uh, my course, and they're and that one person already won a cover contract. Already won one. Um, they wanted, um, I forgot which one they won, but they won one. I'm excited about it. So, but if they want to purchase my 
course, I still had to pre-sale. Uh, and then if, if they reply that they seen this uh, interview right here, I'll still continue to have my discount form for, you, for your people. Uh, Thank you. Uh, uh, but if they want, they can send me a text, 404-720-3111. And so I know it's from this, this podcast special right here. I want them to put wealth in Christ. You know, when they send me that text, wealth in Christ, then that way I know uh, that it came from this podcast here. Um, but what's it? But once you get, get my course, if you get my course, like I said, I'm teaching you everything from A to Z. I'm not leaving nothing behind. I'm giving you all my tips. I'm giving you all my secret. I'm giving you all my contracts that I use, all the paperwork that I use. I'm giving the whole thing in my course. Uh, my mentor didn't do this. <laughs> my mentor, and, and, and I tell people, my, I, my mentor, I paid $15,000 to learn what I, $15,000. I said, now, if you want to pay $15,000, you go to him, but he, he still is not going to give you everything. Here, I'm giving y'all everything, all my knowledge, all my contracts, all my paperwork, everything that I, that I use to be successful in this business. Uh, and then on top of that, they're able to join a Facebook group uh, where you can meet other people that's, that has purchased my course. And also, I'm doing a once a week Zoom meeting. So you, if you have additional questions, you can ask me in this Zoom meeting. And plus, you can network with everybody else uh, in the meeting. Because sometimes um, you can network with other mentors. You don't have to network with me. You know, you can network with other people. Because I tell people this is a network where I may win a government contract in California, but I may not want to fly over to California. But if I have someone that took my course and they're in California, uh, I'm like, hey, I want this contract in California, but I don't want to fly to California. So why are we partnership on this? It's called collaboration. And I tell people collaboration changes situations. So we can collaborate. I'll say, hey, I can take a small percentage if you can do the whole thing. So we'll come up with agreement, say, okay, you, you, uh, we'll do an 80 20. You do 80%, I take 20%, as long as you can go perform this contract. Because I don't want to go to California. I don't want to look for the people there. I don't want to do none of that. So, I, so that's why I even started this course, because now I'm able to collaborate with more people. And then we may, I may want to go. With a big, I may want to start bidding five, ten million dollar contracts, but my bonding capability only goes up so much. So the people that took my course, I'm saying, look, guy, if four of us can get our bonding up to a certain percentage, whatever the government wants, because government's gonna require so much bonding, and, and it may take four, four of us, and we can win this five million dollar contract, and we can split that whatever the profit is after that, which is going to be huge, we can split that and we all can, can, can make a bag. So, uh, but that's within my course. So you get everything I just mentioned. Like I said, you get the, all my paperwork, all my knowledge. We get the Zoom meetings that we meet once a week. You get Facebook groups so you can network. Um, um, so you, you just get 
everything from their, uh, from their course to win these government contracts. So if anybody's looking to um, just send me a text, 404-720-3111 and text Wealth in Christ. And I'm happy to keep my discount uh, low as it is right now, because right now it's half off. But once the course is released, uh, my, my team is going to raise the price. But if you put Wealth in Christ, you'll get uh, that, that same discount that I've been giving everybody that's been pre-selling my course. No, thank you. No, definitely. Thank you for that. Thank you for that, um, that gesture. Um, so, you know, I definitely want to say thank you, Mr. Preston, for your time. You know, this is definitely has been a great conversation in regards to government contracting, specifically, you know, um, construction. Um, do you have any word of wisdom for anybody who maybe listens to this podcast who wants to get into government contracting, but for, what's, for one reason or another, they're they're not getting, they're not starting. So what would your advice be for that person? Yes, awesome question. Uh, my advice would be, like I said before, positivity. You want to hang around positive people. You want to get, if, if you go on IG, you want to listen to positive people on IG, put all those distractions away because distractions uh, can take you out your game. Sometimes you got to turn the TV off. Sometimes you got to... Uh, if you have a spouse, you're married with kids, sometimes you got to say, hey, guys, give me at least two hours. Let me work on this business. Sometimes you got to put the phone down. You got to stay off Facebook. You got to stay off Instagram. You got to stay off these social media sites. You got to get rid of these distractions because distractions are taking us away from our dreams and our goals. So that's the first thing is to get your mindset right. When you get your mindset right and then you write a, uh, a blueprint, or you write a goal sheet, this is my goal for two months, this is my goal for one year, you write down those goals and you post those goals everywhere in your house, in your bathroom. Uh, I got my goals sitting on my, on my pool table. I put them uh, uh, on my, uh, next to my computer and I read those goals every day because what, what your mind takes in, it's gonna go after those goals. It's going to continue to go after those goals until you reach them. And sometimes you may not reach your top goal, but you will come close. I guarantee you that. So I'm going to leave y'all with this. First thing, write down your goals. Next thing, get rid of them distractions. And the last thing is take action. You must uh -huh. be an action. <laughs> you must be an action taker. I can't stress that enough. There's so many of us that get into different businesses and uh, and then we, we, we sit still. And I'm going to tell you something real quick. When I first got in the government contract and I paid that man $15,000 and I flew back to Atlanta, I didn't, st I didn't start bidding my first contract until uh, th three weeks later. <laughs> I didn't take action. I, I, got, I, I got distracted. Yeah, all these sisters, oh, oh, you know, uh, people call me to do this, kids want me to do that. This, I let all distractions, uh, TV, I think it was, I was, uh, it was March Madness. I was watching March Madness, you know, that takes you away from everything. And I said, wait a minute, I didn't pay this man $15,000 and I'm not going to do nothing with this. <laughs> I said, well, that's why I had to get rid of them distractions. So I, I, I can't stress enough, y'all. Get rid of them distractions and take action. Mm. Simple. <laughs> I like that. Get rid of the distractions and take action. You know, there's no way 
no better way to say that. And, you know, like always for those who are listening, you know, I hope you guys truly take action. You know, there's no point of listening to this podcast or taking this information and not doing anything with it. Um, and you guys like already know, you guys may not know, you know, I have a free study guide which show you how you can get started in the stock market, you know, completely for free. You can get it on my website, wealthandprizebrand.com. Um, and again, you know, Mr. Preston, thank you. Thank you very much. And for those who listen, please take action. And I will see you guys next week. Thank you.